0: Joshua chapter 1 and verse 6. Be strong and of good courage. For to this people you shall divide as an inheritance the land which I swore to their fathers to give them. Only be strong and very courageous that you may observe to do according to all the law which Moses my servant commanded you. Do not turn from it to the right hand or to the left that you may prosper wherever you go. For a few minutes tonight, I want to teach and preach on this subject, possessing his promises, possessing his promises. Would you turn your device off or put it down or your Bible? Would you ask God to talk to us in the next few moments in this service? Lord, thank you. Thank you, Lord, for your inspired word that stands true tonight in our lives as a roadmap for where you would lead us into the destiny of your purpose and calling, empowered by your Holy Spirit. Lord, we open up our hearts, our lives, not only to your presence, but to your word. For God, we want to please you, and we want to serve you in spirit and in truth, Lord, to be all that you've called us to be and to do what you've called us to do. In the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, we pray. In Jesus' name. Would you say amen? God bless you. You may be seated. They were camped just east of the Jordan River. They, of course, are the people of God, the people of Israel, His covenant people. And they are finally positioned to possess Canaan. Canaan was the land that God had promised Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. And their descendants, symbolically Canaan or the promised land, represented all the covenant promises of God to his people. 400 plus years in Egypt, much of it spent in slavery, had not negated God's promises to his people. For he brought them out of Egypt with mind-boggling displays of his sovereign power. But God had not just brought them out of Egypt to punish Egypt, but God had brought them out of Egypt to bring them into the promised land. Yet after all of the miracles of the Exodus that we could pause and celebrate and shout about and spend weeks uh, thinking about, after all of those miracles of the Exodus story, after hearing the audible voice of God come down, and speak to them at Sinai. After receiving the commandments of God as given to Moses there at Sinai, the people of God, the Israelites, had succumbed to fear and unbelief when faced with the challenge of conquering Canaan. And as a result, that generation of believers had forfeited the covenant promises of God. And so 38 years now of wandering in the wilderness, have passed by. That fearful and unbelieving generation has died in the desert. The two Amorite kings, Sihon and Og, who controlled all the territory east of the Jordan River, have been utterly destroyed by the power of God working through His people. After rehearsing to this new generation, all of the commandments of God, Moses has now also died. The iconic leader has now died. And so now there is a new generation and they are paused to possess every promise that their parents had forfeited and cowardly retreated from. And so it is that the book of Joshua kind of launches out at this conclusion of what we would read in the book of Deuteronomy. And here in the very first chapter we see that God is commissioning Joshua for the task at hand as his newly chosen leader. He provides Joshua with a bedrock assurance that Joshua would certainly need in order to boldly lead the people of God against the seemingly overwhelming odds of conquering Canaan. And it is in this commission to Joshua that God repetitively makes clear two very vital principles uh, that are true, were true then and were true for Israel. And thousands of years later, they are true for you and I. Two vital principles that if we are going to possess the promises of God, then we must understand them and we must live them out. And those two principles are, number one, that we are to be bold and courageous. For the Lord our God goes before us and He is with us. And number two, that we are to observe all the commandments of the Lord. Joshua chapter 1 and verse 2, God speaking to this new leader. Moses, my servant, is dead. Now therefore arise and go over this Jordan, you And all this people to the land which I am giving them, the children of Israel. Every place that the sole of your foot will tread upon, I have given it to you as I said to Moses. There is nowhere that you can go that is not yours. If you go there, I have already given it to you just as I told Moses. From the wilderness and this Lebanon, as far as the great river, the river Euphrates, all the land of the Hittites and to the great sea toward the going down of the sun shall be your territory. No man shall be able to stand before you all the days of your life. As I was with Moses, so I will be with you I will not leave you nor forsake you. So be strong and of good courage. For to this people you shall divide as an inheritance the land which I swore to their fathers to give them. Only be strong and very courageous that you may observe to do according to all the law of Moses my sir, which Moses, my servant, commanded you, to not turn from it to the right hand or to the left, that you may prosper wherever you go. This book of the law shall not depart from your mouth, but you shall meditate in it day and night, that you may observe to do all that is written in it. For then... You will make your way prosperous. And then you will have good success. Have I not commanded you? Be strong and of good courage. Do not be afraid nor be dismayed. For the Lord your God is with you wherever you go. God's charge to be bold. And courageous mirrors the very same charge that Moses had given Israel and even Joshua just prior to his death. In Deuteronomy 31 and 6, Moses tells the people, Be strong and of good courage. Do not fear nor be afraid of them, your enemies, for the Lord your God, He is the one that goes with you. He will not leave you nor forsake you. Then Moses called Joshua and said to him in front of all of the people, Be strong and of good courage, for you must go with this people to the land which the Lord has sworn to their fathers to give them, and you shall cause them to inherit. And the Lord, He is the one that goes before you, He will be with you. He will not leave you nor forsake you. Do not fear nor be dismayed. Do you get the point? God is pretty persistent about making His point to Joshua and to Israel. If Moses repeated it twice and if God chose to repeat it three times, then it must have been important for them to triumph over their enemies and to possess the promises of God that He had given them. Be bold and courageous, for it is the Lord that goes with you and it is the Lord that goes before you. Joshua, the Jordan River is not a gentle stream that flows through a peaceful valley. It's a swollen river "...that rushes through deep gorges and between mountain slopes that are generally steep and sudden. But do not panic and do not fear at the prospect of having to cross it. Be bold and be courageous, for the Lord goes before you." Joshua, Jericho, and the other fortified cities of Canaan, yes, they look invincible. But do not capitulate to the adverse circumstances that you face." They're arrayed against you, but be bold and be courageous. You shall possess the promised land. Joshua, there are giants and there are fierce warriors in that land, and they do not want to give up what belongs to you, but do not fear your enemies who stand between you and your promise. Be bold and be courageous, for the Lord will be with you and he will go before you. Joshua, Make sure your eyes are not fixed on your obstacles and your enemies, but instead you just make sure that your eyes and your heart and your mind is fixed solely on me and me alone. For it is I who has given you the land. It is I who goes before you. It is I who will never abandon you. And it is I who will never fail you. And so Joshua be very bold and be very courageous. I am the Lord. Amen and so my brothers and sisters on a Wednesday night in 2015 what was true for Joshua and what was true for the people of Israel remains true for you and I if we are going to be who God has called us to be and if we are going to successfully live out his holy calling and if we are to possess his sure and his certain promises in our life then we must be bold and we must be courageous by the power of His Holy Spirit that lives within us. Amen? This is not an hour to cower in fear. This is not an hour to be fascinated by your struggles and your insecurities and your enemies and every obstacle that arrays against you. This is our hour to be bold and to be very courageous and say the Lord is our God. His name is Jesus and he is triumphant. And if God be for us, then who can be against us? Be bold and be courageous. Did not Jesus say in John 14 and 27, Peace I leave with you. My peace I give unto you. Not as the world giveth, give I unto you. Let not your heart be troubled. And neither let it be afraid. He would continue in that final conversation with his disciples In John 16 and 33, These things I have spoken unto you, that in me you might have peace. In the world ye shall have tribulation, but be of good cheer. I have overcome the world. And did not Jesus say, while commissioning us as his people, but you shall receive power. After that the Holy Ghost has come upon you, and you shall be witnesses. That's why Paul would write to Timothy for God has not given us the spirit of fear but of power and of love and of a sound mind. He would write to the Romans. What then shall we say to these things? There are giants in the land. There are Jericho walls in front of us. There are swollen Jordan rivers. There are circumstances I can't solve. There are relationships I can't reconcile. There are needs I can't meet. What shall I say? Paul wrote to the Romans, I'll tell you what to say. If God be for us, then who? can be against us. It was Paul who would write to the, to the Philippians, I can do all things through Christ which strengtheneth me. So be bold and be courageous for the Lord is with you. If you've taken on His name, in water baptism if you've received the gift of the Holy Spirit God's indwelling powerful spirit then you are a son and you are a daughter of the Lord Jesus Christ so let us courageously pursue our purpose and let us seize our promises it's time to quit talking about what could have been and what should have been and maybe tomorrow this is the day of salvation this is the day to square your shoulders and say I'm not going to live Intimidated. I'm not going to live always struggling, just trying to survive, praying I stumble backwards into heaven. I am a son. I am a daughter of the Lord Jesus Christ, and He is triumphant, and in Him I will always triumph. Therefore, I will be bold and I will be courageous. Let us look boldly into the mirror that haunts us and conquer our insecurities and perceived inadequacies those things that pull us back every time we get near a blessing that insecurity rises up and snatches our victory every time we're about to step out and be who God's called us to be we look in the mirror and we shrink back from the person that we think is so inadequate but our identity is not in who we are it is in Christ alone our strength is in Christ alone. Our success is in Christ alone. So be bold and be courageous. It's not about you. It's about Him. So climb climb out of the ditch and come from the cave and get out of your little hollow of insecurity and stand tall and be strong. Be of good courage. Be bold. This is our hour and this is your day. Possess your promise. Let us courageously face our adverse circumstances and the spiritual opposition that comes against us. We have the power of the name of Jesus Christ and even the demons tremble at that name. So there is no adverse circumstance that should intimidate you. There is no spiritual warfare that should make you retreat with your tail tucked between your legs. We have the power of the name of Jesus Christ. And so let us be bold and let us be courageous. Let us dream dreams that are bigger than us. Let us dream dreams that stagger the imagination and that boggle the mind. Let us pray audacious prayers that defy logic and defy science and defy medicine and defy space and time. Let us be bold and let us be courageous by the power of the Spirit of God that lives within us. You can live short of victory if you want. You can live in survival mentality if you want. You can live, you know, beat down, depressed. Everybody's calm. The devil's taken everything you have if you want to live that way. But that's not who God's called you to be. God would commission you and I and say, be bold and be courageous for I am with you. Amen. Amen. Yet courage alone is not sufficient you may feel like after an altar call or a good you know, revving up message and reading of the scriptures that you're ready to charge hell with a water pistol and you can sling the name of Jesus around like a gunslinger but God also repeated as second key principle to possessing the promised land. And so I redirect our attention back to Joshua and this initial commissioning in Joshua 1 and 7, where the Lord does tell him, Be bold or strong and very courageous. Why? That you may observe to do according to all the law which Moses, my servant, commanded you. Do not turn from it to the left or to the right or to the left that you may prosper wherever you go. This book of the law, the holy scriptures, shall not depart from your mouth, but you shall meditate in it day and night that you may observe to do according to all that is written in it. For then... And I might add only then you will make your way prosperous and then you will have success. Joshua, not only must you be bold and not only must you be courageous but you must also observe all my commandments. Only then will you be prosperous. Only then will you successfully possess my promises. You see, Joshua, the privilege to possess the promises of God are directly connected to the sacred obligation to keep His commandments. You cannot claim Canaan land if you are not willing to live in His commandments. Therefore, Joshua, you must study and you must meditate upon the Word. And you must be sure to obey the commandments and to apply the principles of that word. But when you do, you will fulfill my purpose and you will possess the promised land. So Joshua, be bold and courageous and observe all my commandments. I do not believe that it is by accident that the first psalm echoes God's word to Joshua. For this is an unavoidable theme that is interwoven throughout Scripture, that psalm that is familiar to some. Blessed is the man that walketh not in the counsel of the ungodly, nor standeth in the way of sinners, nor sitteth in the seat of the scornful. But his delight is in the law of the Lord." And in his law doth he meditate day and night. And this man shall be like a tree planted by the rivers of water that bringeth forth his fruit in his season. His leaf also shall not wither, and whatsoever he does shall prosper. But on the other hand, courageous or not, the ungodly are not so. They shall not stand in the judgment, they, they, but they are like the chaff Which the wind driveth away. They are unstable. They will not possess the promise. Therefore, the ungodly shall not stand in the judgment, nor sinners in the congregation of the righteous. For the Lord knoweth the way of the righteous, but the way of the ungodly shall perish. Blessed is the man whose delight is in the law of the Lord, and in his law doth he meditate day and night. Fast forward to the New Testament where Jesus declared just prior to Gethsemane and his ensuing crucifixion, He who has my commandments and keeps them, it is He who loves me, and He who loves me will be loved by my Father, and I will love Him and manifest myself to Him. He would continue later and say, If... You abide in me, and my words abide in you. You will ask what you desire, and it shall be done for you. Consistent with all of Scripture, Jesus clearly taught. That to abide with Him and to possess His promises is synonymous with observing all His commandments. The Word of God, it is God's inspired and infallible roadmap. It is the roadmap for how we come into a saving relationship with God, it is how we come into covenant with God, it is the roadmap for how we fulfill His holy calling on each of our lives. It is the roadmap for possessing his promises and living a triumphant life of blessing. That's why Paul would challenge Timothy and say in Second Timothy 2 and 15, Study to show thyself approved unto God, a workman that needeth not to be ashamed, rightly dividing the word of truth. It's why James would affirm that therefore lay aside all filthiness, And overflow of wickedness, and receive with meekness the implanted word, which is able to save your souls. But be ye doers of the word, and not hearers only, deceiving yourselves. So, my brothers and sisters, on a night when you may feel as bold as a tiger or you maybe you're whimpering, you know, I don't know where you're at in your journey and where your emotions and your faith may be. But whether you're high or low, this one thing I know that there are no shortcuts around coming together to hear the word of God. There are no shortcuts around reading the word of God. There are no shortcuts for meditating upon how does this word govern my life and govern my decisions. There are no shortcuts for memorizing the word of God. We live in a digital age but I'm sorry temptation is not going to give you the opportunity to pull up your iPhone and try to figure out what your weapon should be. You're going to have to memorize some scripture. You're gonna- To have to plant it in your heart. Thy word have I hid in my heart that I might not sin against you. There are no shortcuts from applying and living out the word of God. And so be bold and be courageous by the power of God's indwelling spirit. But just be sure that you also observe all his commandments. Amen. The veracity, the power of God's word to Joshua and all of Israel is vividly manifested in those action-packed, heart-racing, suspense-filled chapters that we read as we move into chapter 2 and throughout the book of Joshua as Joshua and Israel diligently follow after the Lord. The Jordan did stop. And it did dry up and they did walk across on dry land. The walls of Jericho that were invincible did collapse and every man charged straight ahead and they conquered the unconquerable. Those giants were killed. Those armies of Canaan were defeated and the promised land was possessed. Cities and houses, they did not build. Vineyards, they did not plant. Wealth, they did not earn. No, no, you can read it as well as I. They they were not perfect. There were agonizing defeats when they failed to obey the commandments of God and they buried in their tents that which was holy unto God. There were the, the agonizing mistakes when they failed to seek God's direction and they foolishly pursued their own intellect and their own decision making. But one thing about Joshua and one thing about this new generation is they never quit moving forward. They repented of their wrongs. They aligned themselves back to the word of God and they boldly marched forward and they seized the promises of God for them. Amen. Likewise here at Atlanta West Pentecostal Church in this local gathering of believers that you and I have been in a season of renewal where God through his word and through his spirit because of course as we uh, saw last Wednesday from Pastor John's because of God's relentless love for us that that same God who loves us so much has challenged us to relentlessly pursue after him and his purpose And his promises for our lives. To not live in a place that is distanced from where God has destined us to be. To not fall short of his calling. To not live in survival mode. To not be a casual son and daughter who kind of is comfortable on the peripheral of the property. But to be that son and daughter who is near to the Lord Jesus. And who wants to do everything that God has called them to do. And so here we are. We've been reminded that the return of the Lord is soon and it is certain. And we must live in repentance. We must be ready and we must be busy doing the work of His kingdom. And so, my brothers and my sisters tonight, what was true for Joshua and the people of Israel is still true for you and I. We must be bold and courageous by the power of His Spirit. And We must observe all His commandments. There are no shortcuts. Amen. Amen. The worship team can make their way up. How do you survive? And how do you thrive in the face of adverse circumstances? How do you tackle the impossible? How do you seize the promises of God? I'll tell you how. You be bold and courageous by the power of the Spirit and you observe all His commandments. How do you fully possess those things that God has whispered to you in prayer? How do you seize the written, recorded promises of Holy Scripture? You must be bold and very courageous By the power of His Spirit, and you must observe all His commandments. How do you overcome those self defeating insecurities that make you shrink back from the calling of God? You must be bold and courageous by the power of His Spirit, and you must observe all His commandments. How can you be an effective witness to that friend and that family member or that neighbor? I'll tell you how. You must be bold and courageous by the power of His Spirit and you must observe all His commandments. How do you fulfill God's holy and unique purpose and calling for your life distinctly? I'll tell you how. It's not rocket science. You must be bold and courageous by the power of His Spirit and you must observe all his commandments i don't know what great powerful victories lie ahead i don't know what mind-boggling triumphs god has written into the story of your life i don't know what overwhelming blessings are in store just ahead in the days and the weeks that lie before us All I know that is if you're going to possess those promises and if you're going to fulfill your calling and if you're going to seize your destiny then you must arise and you must square your shoulders and you must look squarely into the face of your Lord and Savior Jesus Christ and by the power of His Holy Spirit that dwells within you you must be bold and you must be courageous and then you must take a hold of the Holy Scriptures and you must observe all His commandments. You can talk in tongues like a jaybird. You can go out of here and just be convinced I'm going to take on and every demon that wants to come my way. But if you're taking shortcuts around the Holy Scripture, if you're living closer to compromise and carnality than you are to dedication and consecration. You will not possess your promises. You will not live in victory and you will be one miserable human being for the rest of your days. But that's not who God designed you to be and that's not God's holy purpose. He's called you to an altar of consecration. He says come come and consecrate your life on an altar and if you'll do that I'll receive you I'll make you a son and a daughter and I'll empower you and you can be as bold as a lion as you walk in observance of my commandments you can stand if you're able all across this place and ultimately ultimately our greatest victory will come when we're able to repeat Paul's words to Timothy. For Paul said, I have fought the good fight and I have finished the race. I have kept the faith. Finally, there is laid up for me the crown of righteousness which the Lord, the righteous judge, will give to me on that day and not to me only but also to all who have loved His appearing. How do you possess that ultimate promise of the immortal life with the Lord Jesus, our Savior? I'll tell you how. Be bold and courageous by the power of His Spirit and observe all His commandments. I don't know who you are or where you're at, I don't know what circumstances you face but I know indisputably what I have felt in my spirit for this evening which is there there are some of us who are wrestling with inadequacies and insecurities and we are cowering short of who God has called us to be. We live behind a front but when we look into the mirror we are trembled with the inadequacies as we evaluate ourselves. But I just want you to know, not in any kind of harsh or judgmental way, it's not about you. It's not about you. His grace is sufficient. And if God had made you perfect, He wouldn't have had to come and give us life on a cruel cross. He chose to work through humanity. He chose you in all of your inadequacies, in all of your struggles, in all the failures that litter your past. God chose you. And so tonight I've come to say it's time to quit looking backwards at what you didn't do, looking backwards at the opportunities you missed, looking backwards at the time you didn't arise like you should have. And it's time to look fully forward into the face of a Savior and to be bold and to be courageous and to say, if God be for me, then who can be against me? And then I also feel just the, the countering weight is that some of us are trying to pretend that we're pleasing God, but we know in our hearts that we are shortcutting the scriptures. We know in our hearts that we're not living in the consecration that we once did. There are things that we once felt strongly about and we've now backed from and we've compromised. There are things that we're not willing to enforce in our children's lives, which demonstrates we never really believed it for ourselves. There are things in our family that we're not willing to kind of border in and say, that's not how we're going to do it. We're going to look to the ways that are pleasing to our Lord. And so I speak to you and say, you can have the voice of God booming in your ears. You can have the promises uttered through all the gifts of the Spirit and even from the pages of the Holy Script. But if you are not observing the commandments of God, you will never possess your promises and you may ultimately never possess that ultimate promise of eternal life. And so it's a dual principle tonight. How do I possess the promises of God? I will be bold and I will be courageous and I will observe all His